the star, Sam Mays. Oh, wow. <laughs> Welcome to the showdown, third quarter. <sighs> Sam Mays lining up for goal right now. Yeah, you've, I mean, I think this is probably the first game we've done in a long time where we're actually both engaged. engaged yeah. yeah. Um, Sam Mays, huge son of the pod. Close friend of Rose Hall Sando, <laughs> devoted customer of Cook's Pantry, having One the game of, of his life. One of the last few footy players standing. <gasps> oh, it's going to hit the post. Oh. oh, Sammy, 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 that's your oh. spot on the team. No, it's not. He's done well, he's done well. <laughs> he's a nice boy, though. We Who's do love that? Him. Oh, Who's that unlikely looking orchestral player at a private oh. school? <laughs> <laughs> it's been a good game. So far. I think it's been good because it's kick for kick, but obviously Aaron being a devout port supporter, it's been a steady three goal-ish margin Mm. since the end of the first quarter. But it's been like Port gets three goals and then Crows gets three goals and then Port gets three goals. And it's just, it's living up to the the showdown, you know, the showdown law stands strong. Yeah. We are saying before, it's like such a, like, it's just, I mean, I would say there's nothing like it. You would disagree because you'll say the Anzac Fair game, but I think there's nothing like it in the AFL. I was just like, ladder spot doesn't matter. Performance yeah. today, it doesn't matter. It's showing up on the day and it's a brutal game. And it's just always stressful. And every time you think that you've matured but I think in that. Every club has their version of that, but it just, you know, if you're not a supporter of that club, then it isn't on your radar. Yeah, I guess it's because like the whole state like buys into it. And because we live in the state, it like makes it feel so important. Mm. We've already watched the first half of this game as well as the first half of the Melbourne Essendon game. So we've had and a lot of footy well, talk got, yeah, so far. This we, unfortunately we've we've burned through all our um all our content. What do we have? Anything worth mentioning? Um oh I really liked your bit about um oh Rose had a great idea that for there to be like a joke around on the AFL where for one round the fans just coach. Yeah. I thought that was Like you win a competition and the fan coaches. I thought it was an amazing innovation. Yeah. What would your um, advice be as coach? Just kick it. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like when I used to go to the footy, that would be, I'd just be like, just kick it. In the crowd, you think you know better than all of them. It's like the stupidest advice ever. Mine would be if you go backwards, you're dropped. Wow. Yeah. That's way better than my advice. Go forward at all costs. Imagine if you can't like, take possession, punch it forward. It could be like that TV show, The Recruit. It could be like yeah. the, the, the person who performs best. The fan that performs best as coach gets a chance to be a real coach. <laughs> Georgie Yardis has, is lining up for a goal. Oh, I found the monkey that he looks exactly like. Okay, Rose thinks that Georgie Yardis looks exactly like a monkey. Unfortunately, podcasts are an audio medium, so we can't show you. But But I can give you the species. It's a golden lion tamarind. Oh, what's he? Oh, oh, Mitch! Oh, he kicked it out. He did a weird sidestep at the last minute. He like ran. Bit of monkey business. <laughs> Mitch. There. Oh, the flash to Ken. Kenny's on the Red Bulls tonight. Look at that. That's him. Oh yeah, that is him. That's golden him. lion tantrum. Tamarind. 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 Something. I feel like for Ken, it's the the showdown special is when he drinks a Red Bull. He can't be drinking that every week because, you know, he's a, he's a man in his 50s. He needs to worry about his cholesterol. But for the special occasion, he whips out the Red Bull. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I monkey. see that. He looks like... That's a very... It's a, I'm, I'm very impressed that you were able to put the dots together of looking at Mitch Georgiades yeah. and, and knowing that monkey well enough 
to call it to mind. <laughs> it's really impressive. <laughs> well, I didn't know the species by heart. I looked up monkey species pictures and then um, narrowed okay. it down from I'll there. Po- I'll, post, I'll post a picture of a gold lion tamarind on the Instagram and you all can comment if you think it looks like Miss Jarjardis or not. Yeah, especially like the way his mouth got, sits within his mouth when he's like sucking in breath. It's mm. kind of like a monkey baring its teeth. I think we need to find a sweet spot with the pod where it's like a game that we're engaged in, but not too much that we can't think of anything not game related to talk about. Yeah. But unfortunately, that's not tonight. Um, <laughs> so that's something we'll address later. So if that's what you're looking for uh, for your podcast viewing this week, um, skip ahead. But also because it's Friday today. It's fucking Friday night, baby. Last, um, podcast was on Sunday. So it's like the Sunday ones, we have more of like the round news yeah. to discuss, whereas this one has only been <gasps> yeah, one game and just a second game as of five minutes ago. Yeah. Not nearly as much oh, news. I do have some news, though. What's your news? I heard that if Dustin Martin's dad dies... He's already died. Has he? Yes. He died before the season started. Oh. Where'd you find his goss? <laughs> Wait, go on. Finish what it you were going to say. It was on the say. radio. What were you, what were you going to say about it? It was on Triple M, but it's like they say everything they could possibly say. So it's like at some point they're going to be right. Yeah, okay. But they're almost always wrong. That's such a good way to put it. They say everything that could possibly be said. So at some point. It's like every, a, clock's, a broken clock's right twice a day. <laughs> That's how I would describe Mark Rusciuto as a whole. <laughs> what did they say, though? What was um, the... They said that if his dad Oh! And he's dead. That it's lights out for Dusty. He's not coming back. Well, that's what I've I've heard. Oh, you've heard it too. I mean, well, along the different lines, I've heard people saying like, I think he's lost the love for the game. Yeah. But that like the official line from Richmond is like they're giving him time and he'll be back eventually. But no one really has any sense of when or how. Yeah. And yeah. he's just in a very definitive position where he can just be like, nah. I think he, he could be the, the Ash Barty of it all, you know, where he's just like, you know what? Like, nah, I'm kind of done. Mm. I'm, I'm an elite player. I've, I've had all the accolades that I need and I, I don't know what I'm playing for anymore. Oh, fuck, that was stupid, Port. Oh. Yeah, and it's not totally out of character because he's always been a player that football doesn't appear as his first priority. Yeah. Or if it does, it's like within the mix of a number of other things. But I mean, it makes sense, doesn't it? It's like you lose a parent, it makes you kind of rethink. I imagine, touch wood, mm. I haven't had to think about this, but I imagine it would make you, you know, rethink a lot of things about your life. Yeah. Oh, who's that? That's Gallon. Oh, Gollum. This fucking random character, Lachlan Gollum, who's got every, almost every second letter in his name is an L, which first of all is the reason why he's unlikable. He's kicked four goals. What's yeah. his fourth goal? And there's two elves and unlikable. No, there's three. Unlikable. No, there's two. Yeah, it's two. Again, you're still three goals up. Yeah, but it's just never, like, I'm never safe. Everything, every time I think, like, I feel like I, I think about my growth as a person in um, how much I hate crows. <laughs> but that isn't anything to do with you that's purely to do with how well the crows are performing no because i think like i think i'm like reaching a point where it's like i'm detached you know ego death and i'm like i don't care about crows like everyone has their own perspective in life and like to each their own god bless them on their journeys and then they and then i watch them play and i'm like no i actually i do fucking hate them and i wish them all ill <laughs> and then it reminds me that i actually have so much p- progress to make in life before i'm at that place where i can truly be detached from the meaning yeah 
What's up with all he wants has a giant bandage on his chin? It's a platform for pettiness. Oh yeah, he does too. What what intrigue could that possibly be for? Split the old chin, did Jolly? I think if you'd asked us before this game started if it would be the battle of the full forwards and the full forwards in question would be Todd Marshall and Lachlan Gollum. <laughs> I don't think either of us would have thought you had, I thought, would have thought there would be a chance in hell of that happening. Well, we were talking about actually Todd Marshall and his just like survival instinct. Oh my God. Of having like 10 to 20 average games in a row. And then yeah. it's finally like, okay. He might be the most divisive player in South Australia. Yeah. Because people hate, and I have to declare my conflict of interest here because we do have a framed photo of him in our house. <laughs> so I am biased. But every time people are like, we've got like, you know, people love him. People have a soft spot for him because of his story. But every time people are like, you know what, we've got to admit, Todd Marshall's not doing a good job and he should be dropped. And it's like, the, yeah, as you said, Rose, it's the game of his life. He whips out a fucking full goal performance. Yeah. No! Oh, shit. Oh, fuck! Another goal to the Crows. Who's this guy? What's his first goal? And who was there to congratulate him? None other than Gollant. <laughs> I'm hating these stories. You're still winning. I know. And you know what? It's actually fine. If I take a step back, I recognise that it's fine. But really, like, I know I've talked about this. I've probably talked about this. I don't think we've done a showdown before, but I'm sure I've talked about this on the pod where it's like, no matter where I'm at in my life, when I'm watching the showdown, I feel like I'm at primary school and I'm scared that I'm going to go to school the next second day and get bullied if Crows win. <laughs> and, like, not have the, the emotional resilience to cope with, like, being laughed at. <laughs> That's still how I feel about... Because our school had a lot of Crow supporters and few Port. Or at least, I think, of the Port supporters, it was sort of a lot of people that didn't oh, follow football, but... Declared yeah. himself fourth block, but weren't actually involved. So you knew you were alone in that capacity. Yeah. And then, yeah, the same for Crows versus Collingwood. And it was just like... It's unbearable. The terror. Yeah. And you know who I blame for that? Lucy Hesman. <laughs> She's a big part of it. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. it. <laughs> oh, come on, Paul. I remember she oh, got... Rosie! <gasps> oh! oh touch on the line by the bassoon player. <laughs> The unnamed bassoon player. Bassoon, of all instruments. I don't know. Just came to me. Mm. Yeah, I remember she called me after Crows had a 72-point comeback against Collingwood to finish on a draw with a kick after the siren. And then it was like, when the damage is so done, like, being like, wasn't that crazy? Like, yeah. wasn't that so crazy? Like, did you, don't you think this is crazy? It's like, I need to win against you at yeah. this point because the stage has been set and... Mm. And we can't go back to a level of civility. No, you can't. That line's been crossed. And that's what I've never understood. And I think I've learned this very early on as a Port supporter who, for every day of success you have, there's 40 days of like humiliating loss. <laughs> but it's like when you take the piss of someone, the nature of football is like you're going to have wins and you're going to have losses. So when you're so boldly like bullying people for their losses, it's like you know that's going to come back around and be you one day. So like, why are you setting this precedent? Well, the precedent crumbled because... Before the 2017 Grand Final, I openly was like, I'm going to support Richmond. And then I made a comment about Matt Crouch rolling, pulling his socks up. Mm-hmm. And then um, I got like a private text from like the group chat that had happened in 
if these kinds of comments happen tomorrow. Like, oh my god. Or this, from who? From Lucy. Because oh. there was a monopoly on the right. pro supporters going to the event and then you know, I read the room. I pulled back when Yeah, because you at half time because yeah. it was you know, no one wants a thrashing in a grand final anyway. Which it was, Crows. It was. <laughs> oh so it's two goals in it. Five minutes to go in the third. Yeah. Boy, a bit inaccurate. 11, 10 to 10, 40. Which I haven't particularly noticed. I love Darcy Byrne-Jones. I love Darcy Byrne-Jones too. He's not having the best game of his life though. He just did a really yeah, shocking he always, delivery before. He always is having such... Like, it's like even when the team is not performing at all, it's like he's Quick! still giving... Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Tom Marshall! The man of the match. Darcy Van Jones and Dan Houston are the two like solid, consistent players that like they can't quite get us over the line themselves, but they always contribute. The small half backs, great players. Well, Houston's in the midfield this year. Because he's I been did not he's been elevated because of how amazing he did last year. Mm. Just want to draw everyone's attention back to um, the Himmelberg family, who we spoke about last year. Last week. Last week. We've been acquainted this week with Elliot Himmelberg. Who, the lesser of the Himmelbergs. And we, I, I, I just feel like it must have been... And you know, I was thinking, it's actually interesting because... I, it's not interesting, but it's interesting to me. Because this week is Joel Selwood's like record-breaking week as, you know, best fucking asshole captain of all time. <laughs> and they interviewed Scott Selwood and they were like, Scott, you know, what's it been like for you? You know, you, you're such a unique position. You grew up with him, you played with him, you played against him, all this stuff. And I was like... Let Scott Selwood not be defined by his brother for once. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like living in his shadow, even though it's like, for Scott Selwood, you've made it. You're an elite. You're, you're playing AFL. You've played over 100 games of AFL, and yet you're still in your brother's shadow. What's Scott Selwood doing? He's playing for Geelong. <gasps> Wait. Oh. Who's um, Joel Selwood? Joel Selwood's what? The captain. Scott Selwood's his brother. He played for West Coast for a long time. Scott Selwood is still playing. Okay, I could be wrong. I thought he was. I know he was at West Coast and then he moved to Geelong. I think he's still playing. But anyway, my point being, it's like the fact that you can make it to the AFL level of a sport and still be compared to your better yeah. sibling. I think the same thing is true of Elliot Himmelberg. And the point Rose made before is like, Harry Himmelberg, famously good looking. Elliot Himmelberg has a really crazy Something's moustache. Gone wrong. <gasps> oh, Lockie Jones, another point. Well, Elliot Himmelberg. It's butt ugly. He's not that ugly. It's not that he's ugly. It's just that he's got a really crazy moustache. It's crazy that he somehow has white and red hair at the same time. <laughs> That's what's unsettling about Elliot Himmelberg. I mean, he's, he's had a good game so far. And All he's got a to thick him, ginger moustache, but it's also simultaneously albino. And it's, it's a lot. I'm feeling really anxious. My heart. I feel like I'm speaking really fast. My heart's <gasps> going really fast. There he is. There's Elliot. Just took a mark at half back. Um... It is oh, white and red at the same time. It's so hard. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so rude of us. <laughs> um, oh, to- oh. The brother oh. thing. Oh, the- no. Crow's going to get a last-minute goal before the quarter's over. No! Oh, shit. Oh, oh. that's behind. <sighs> that lady in the hat. <laughs> How can she see? <laughs> Do you know what I love? I love when you see... They showed it before when Todd Marshall was on the bench, when they're on the interchange and you can see them on the, like, home phone or, like, yeah, the landline. Yeah. So retro. Yeah, it's good. Imagine if they were, like, texting. <laughs> <laughs> that was, like, a direct line of communication with the coach. They were texting. So 
the the landline is such a such a it's a reminder of what used to bring us together as a community. Yeah. And you know what else I was thinking? When you used to have I was thinking this when we were watching Mad Men last night. When you used to have to pay for the landline phone calls. Mm-hmm. And it, so it's like everything you said had to matter. It was none of this waffle. You got to you got to pay for cell phone calls until very recently as well. Yeah, but I just remember being like my mum being like get off the phone when I was in primary school and high early years of high mm. school because I'd be like chat chat chatting about bloody nonsense. Yeah. And also of course that um oh you couldn't oh, oh. receive a- oh sorry. <laughs> Come on, Toddy. Oh Come God, on, Toddy. Marshall. My son. Well, oh, obviously he'll shocking. do something great. The intensity. Is this bloody grand final or what? Oh, that was Bro, a throw. Was I've never seen a throw in my life. Bloody, no, Bon is free. Bon is free. Houston. Yes. Oh Houston. I the showdown medal dark horse. I love, I would love him to win the showdown. Also, I want to point out, last week I said Dan Houston was underrated and Rose said he wasn't underrated enough for me to say he was underrated. Earlier... Jason Dunstall said he's underrated. Mm. And we know Jason Dunstall is the, the maker of the rules in AFL. So. But you know what's crazy as well? Not to... This just made me think of it, but... Oh, he's missed it. Because I don't mean to undermine or invalidate what you're saying. Is how many times you're in the room watching football and you say the exact thing that the mm. commentator's saying. It's a good feeling. It is a good feeling. But it's also a feeling of, why are you getting paid so much? <laughs> When I'm sitting here, like, oh, well, not the commentators so much, but the special comments people, I think. I mean, yeah, you do wonder, like, well, because it's not like any of them went to media training. You know, they just happen to be football players who have personalities. God damn it. Oh, Darcy. Oh, oh that's, that's high. high. Around neck from God. Don't you fucking come for Darcy Burn jones in my house. But they haven't even paid it. There's been more... Because obviously the drop punt meant that the ball bounced more predictably. But in this game, there's been some, there was one of them. There's been some very <gasps> crazy angles on the bounces. <gasps> and it's been exciting. Good tackle, Sam Powell-Pepper. A yeah. little shake of the Powell-Pepper, as they say. Powell-Pepper's got a day-old daughter, for anyone wondering. Anyone wanting an update on name? Um, no name as of yet. Just one soft launch on the Instagram stories. Mm-hmm. Oh no! What the fuck, Trent McKenzie? Rochelle, I really regret saying that he was my favourite player of the round last week. Oh, these week. sirens are late. He's got he's lining up for a goal after the siren, which will put them within a goal. No, that will put them seven points. The third out. quarter thing's been on for like ten seconds. Why are they sending the siren? We might have missed it. Oh, oh that's across so the shit. face. Crazy. It's out of bounds by so far. It's so cringe for you, Rochelle. No, that's McHenry. Oh. Well, that's good because I wanted to like Rochelle. Rochelle's number eight and he's more tan, but they do have a very similar haircut. Mm. Wow. My heart is... That that felt really like a really chaotic yeah. few minutes. So it's Porter in front by 13 points um, at the three-quarter time break. But it's anyone's game. Yeah, it is anyone's game, and that's what scares me. All right, let's use this three-quarter time to recenter ourselves a little bit. Oh, the brother thing. Uh-huh. I watched the front bar. Uh-huh. Is that it? <laughs> no. Oh. I just, <laughs> I just saw the opportunity to let that said what I thought would be funny. Um, and, then, and then they had Peter Dacos on as uh-huh. the guest. And then... 
they were talking about um like Nick Dacos had possession and BT was commentating he's like Nick Dacos kicks it to the wing and then the other one takes <gasps> the mark Oh, Josh. I can't do that. Josh is the, Josh Josh is the elder. Josh He's been around for years. Yeah. Do you know what? I've actually been thinking that because the AFL media wants us to be like their brothers, their besties, all of that. Mm. Imagine grow like imagine growing up. Maybe the Dacos family is not the best example because they've got Peter Dacos already setting the standard. But like, let's take the Himmelbergs. You're growing up and you've got a brother, and you're both like trying to like the competitiveness, the McGovern's, yeah, and the pressure. Like, you can't be besties all the time mm. when you'd be in such direct comparison all of the time. Yeah. It would be hard. It would be very hard. And, like, for Nick and Josh, I've thought that as well about them because, like, especially since Nick started and it's been like, Nick, he's the saviour. You'd be like... Yeah. You know. But I feel as though there's a significant enough age gap that you assume that Josh is just like... You know, he's, like, mid-20s now. Yeah, but... He probably... Still, you know, like, you wouldn't feel as jarred by it as if you were yeah. also fighting for a spot in the team but like but I do know what you mean and I, I mean I think because I, I guess my blueprint is like the Sean and Peter Burgoynes mm-hmm. and it's like when you have where they're both what incredible what happened to Peter Burgoyne did he just decide I think he just retired yeah just retired a lot younger yeah yeah but um because he was also older than Sean yeah and that with. was such like a an era of thought of like Family as well, because you have the Eberts, you have the... Yeah. Um, well, Ports, you know, likes to pride itself on that family thing, but... There was some cut... The, were there also Motlops playing? Wakelands? The Motlops are cousins. No, because one of the Wakelands played for Collingwood. Yeah, you're right. One of the... But they were identical twins, so that's always... That's right. ...exciting, having some identical twins. But um, my, my, my point about the Burglars was that it's like, when they both have success... Of course, it's like, oh, my God, I get to share with my brother. But, like, mm. when you don't have that success, it would be, like, that kind of... And, I mean, you know, that's obviously a cynical view on it. Maybe it is a really beautiful experience for them, but I can imagine that, like... It would be it hard. It would be hard so sometimes. impossible for both of us to imagine that happening with our sisters. <laughs> I think that is... <laughs> yeah. We're, we're really just speculating and trying to... Yeah. ...envision ourselves in a position we'll never be in. But it would be natural human nature to have some level of, like... And maybe that spurs them on, mm. you know, having that person to compete against You'd be always. Proud of them. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Right, so it's three quarter time. I need to collect myself. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter about the outcome. Um, but having said that, I would really like Port to win. So, um, question. Yeah. When you tipped the crows, did you genuinely believe that they were going to win, or was it I'm not sure, so I'll get a win either way? I mean, as I said to you earlier. <gasps> Nick Delsandro, he's got two oh, zips so on his jackets. And he's got those funny things on his shoulders. It's very strange pockets. Trench coat shoulders, but not a trench coat jacket. Wow. I'm so happy we got to see that. <laughs> he time, never he never disappoints. Long-time fans of the pod will know how much a great Nick Delsandro jacket can really sustain you for <laughs> weeks at a time. So, um, To your question, did I really think Port Crows were going to win when I tipped them? I think... I've learned in my time that psychology for Port plays a massive role. And going into the showdown, knowing that you usually throw form out the window anyway, we've come off the back of two pretty average losses. Um, I see it as, and you know, we've got some big outs. There's no, no one has any fucking clue what's going on with our forwards, with our defense, whatever. Like I, I do think Crows will probably win from here. Mm-hmm. I did. We did have some before the pod, before we started recording. Um, we did a call out for fan conversation topics on Instagram. Mm-hmm. 
We do have a couple of submissions. Mm-hmm. Should we discuss them? I would love to. They're, pro- they're both quite brief, so we can do it before the quarter starts. So we asked you on Instagram, what, what should we discuss mm. this week? Oh my god, Frederick's on. I love Frederick. The substitute has been activated. Skin is off. I wonder if that's a... He's got a very high-waisted Guernsey shorts. No, yeah. I think he's just pulled it up a bit. Hourglass figure. I really love Frederick. I'm glad he's on. I want him... I, he's my Sam Mays where it's like I want him to solidify his spot on the thing. Yeah. Um, so the, the submissions that we had, the quarter's about to start, so we'll do this quickly. Right. So we had a submission from Nick Notorious Ricks. Who wanted us to talk about Cal Ward and how hot he is. <laughs> I do actually have something to say about that. Had a haircut. He's, he's done a bit of a Scott set, if you will. He's got short hair now. He's had short hair for a while. He didn't last year. Yeah, no, he did. No. But that's why you stop noticing him. Because <laughs> the man bun's gone. Well, that might be true. Oh. And that was he, he was a signature man bunner. Right, that's entirely possible. Um, Manguri, Frederick makes. Callum Ward is a is a Benjamin Ben Ben Benjamin, McKenzie. I thought you were gonna say Ben Button. Ben McKenzie lookalike, from the OC. Yeah. Oh, I don't see that at all. That's what I would say, but he's too blonde, Nick. Oh my God, Tom Marshall's getting got mine in the wall fifty. Wow, that happened quickly. Um, and just quickly, the next, the last, the second fan submission we had is from my friend Andy from work, mm-hmm. who said, Picket, as in Cosy Picket, starting in long sleeves, then changing to short sleeves at quarter time. Discuss. That's crazy. It is crazy. Because if anything, it should be the other way around. Really? Well, I mean, you get hot. Like as the sun sets and the night sets in, you're like, oh, it's colder than I thought it would be. Toddy, 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 going for number five. <gasps> He's kicked Career it. Career high five goals for Tom Marshall. Fuck it. I feel like going and getting He it. has pulled God knows what out of his ass tonight. <laughs> there will be nothing. Nothing will silence the haters of South Australia like Todd Marshall winning the showdown. <laughs> and for that reason and that reason alone, I wish for that outcome. <laughs> but you know, I feel like the showdown medal is a perfect example of the like Norm Smith factor where it's like you could have two players on both teams who play equally well and then they just give it to the team that wins. Yeah. Like, Todd and this Gollant character, they could both kick five goals and... <laughs> this alleged Allegedly. Gollant. Fucking Lachlan Gollant. Fake name. <laughs> Come on, Toddy. I'm actually so proud of Toddy. Because, do you know what? People really hate him and they tell him about... every No matter what post... People really hate him? Yes. And, like, Port fans hate him more than other people hate him. Yeah. Every No matter what post Port Adelaide make, like, no matter if it's a selection, just a pick from training, whatever, there will be comments on it of people saying, when are you going to drop Marshall? And it's well, like, the man is an orphan. Yeah, my comparison was my, Mason Cox, also an yeah. orphan in this country, because his both parents Go that Mangaroo. are alive and well live in the... So yes. he's not, okay, you can't say he's an orphan. <laughs> That's fucking rude. So he's an That's orphan. really disrespectful to actual orphans, Rose. Um, oh, how fucking, how do you let that happen? Darcy Fogarty is the human, is he's a human, he's a sausage he's manifest. He's so thick. It's disgusting. He's so thick. He's like a bit... He's a bit of that Stephen May kind of like you look too big character. Yeah, but Stephen May at least has muscle definition. Also, Stephen May's got the height. Fucking... Stephen May's got the height to make that body type look functional. He's like 
kind of as well reminds me of Hawk and the, like the the really pale eyes, oh, like it. Cheshire cat. Yeah. Face. All right, I've got a question for you. I don't know. Keeping in mind the Stephen May Tom Hawkins conversation we've just been having. Yes. Pardon me. If you were an AFL player, mm-hmm. again we're asking for a real hypothetical here. Who would be the player that you would least like to play against as a dop direct opponent? Good mark from Mitchie. Good play, boys. Um, Come on, Scotty. So I can be an offender or a defender. Just, just any player. Who would you like least? Like, could be midfield, could be D. Oh. <gasps> uh, I'll think about it. Do you have an answer? Well, the reason I thought of the question when I was looking at Stephen May, because I was like, I would fucking hate to be standing next to you. Shane Mumpin. Yeah, fair. Mm. That man is terrifying. Mm-hmm. And like I've said to you before, he has no due diligence over throwing his own weight around. He's a great white and shark. And concussing people at all times. That's my, my highlight yeah. of, my highlight, best call from the pod history oh, is when you said Shane Mumford was a great white shark. Fuck. Oh, no. I no can't. one wants to DO against great white shark. The six, I can't, I don't think I can do this for another 16 minutes. I'm going to have to just sit here quietly and you're going to have to talk. Okay. Um, well, uh, I'm cracking into the version. <laughs> it's all good, Aaron. You know what? His goal celebration was just flexing his bicep over and over again. That doesn't bring me any solace. It shows he's a pretender. It doesn't make them not win, though. The real goal, the real people who are like, doesn't mean anything to do, just do the single index finger waggle. And that's how you know they're the real deal. Yeah. Uh, I hate sport. Uh, Go, Frederick. Ollie Wines, what are you going to do for us? Good tackle, Frederick. It's good because obviously there's a lot of life ruckmen these days. Tim English, best player in the AFL. Scott Lassett is um, not one of them. <laughs> but neither is Riley O'Brien. So just watching both of them try <laughs> to get to the ball then and they get completely beat out by two people who were 10 metres further away from them when it all began. Oh, it's just such an evenly matched, beautiful... It's like watching poetry unfold. It's like two three-legged dogs. Yeah. No, two three-legged thoroughbreds. My heart... I actually feel like I'm, my heart... Is like in my throat. It's like a racing horse versus like a farm horse. Come on, Frederick. Oh, I can't watch. I really hope he kicks it. Come on, Frederick. You can do it. He's got it. Oh, what a great celebration. He did a little dance. That was so cute. That was nice. Frederick and I have the same haircut. No, you do not. But his hair has plaits, but it's the same shape. No, it is not, Rose. You look nothing like that. Well, I know I don't look like Frederick, but we, are we He's both a very dark skinned African man. I know, but we both have a fringe and short hair. You both have a fringe. Oh my god, I feel. I can't breathe. Frederick and I. <laughs> I was a spinning image of my brother, I can't believe. Um, our respective lovers are at the game right now, and I wonder how that's going. Going for their respective teams. We both agreed that it would be for the best if. Poor one because I think Jaden will take it harder. I don't know, but James is. I think it's best if Port win because so James goes for Crows and Jaden goes for Port. 
I don't know why I'm saying that because anyone listening to the podcast already knows that, but <laughs> just in case. James would be, I think, the harder person to lose to out of the two of them. Because James can hit you where it hurts with a verbal jousting. I don't know. Collingwood have always beaten the crows <laughs> since we've met. <laughs> oh, Ollie Wines has lost his chin bandage. Which begs the question, why is it oh, there look. in the first place? He has a red little chin. Oh, Butters is back, but he looks confused. I feel sick. I feel so sick in my belly. Whoa, 32, 32 clearances. I feel so sick in my belly, Rose. Oh. Maybe that's because you had hot chips and hot cross buns for dinner. No, it's definitely not that. <laughs> I don't think it's it's never been <laughs> Manguru Frederick for the showdown medal. Is his first name Manguru? Yeah. He goes by Marty, but his name is Manguru. As in Manguru. He's a man guru. Yeah, guru but it's, a, I think it's an African name. But that's that's if you break it down, that's what it is. Yeah, it's fun. I like it. Fourteen minutes to go. This is this is an unsustainable rate of stress for me personally. Oh no, he's come off because his chin bandages. He's getting work on the chin. What a random. I'm injury. surprised they have a bandage big enough for Ollie Wines' chin to be. That's so rude. That jawline is out. That's of a brown line medalist, Rose. Be respectful. He is not brown line medalist. <laughs> he is too. <laughs> he won last year. Have you forgotten already? Did Ollie Wines win the brown line medal? Yes. Are you shitting me? Are you shitting me? No. Ollie Wines won the brown line last year, the day before my birthday. Are you serious? <sighs> no, I'm joking. What the fuck? That's so No, rude. I did completely forget that. You're so far at Penelope's ass. Move on. It's 2022. Why would you even bring <laughs> Scott Penelope was my first ever favourite player. Oh, good for you. Yeah, what? I picked well. He ascended to captaincy. Oh, what's I, happening now? I, oh. I plucked him and nurtured him. And under my my guidance, he reaches full potential. I had the opposite experience. The first ever player that I remember being like, that's my favourite player. Actually, that's not true. It was Chad Corns. But the second first... You know what? I forgot. Because um, Michael C. Wilson posted, like... Um, the the photographer, AFL photographer yeah. posted, like, a throwback of uh, the Giants' oh. first team photo. And I completely forgot Jake Corn played for the Giants. Yeah. We forgot the the most iconic brothers duo of all time in South Australia football with Chad and Kate Corns. Um, but yeah, and then he was a coach there for a while as well. Yeah. My Bizarre. favorite my first favourite player was Chad Corns, but then someone told me that he was gay and then when I was ten I was like, <laughs> does that mean I can't like him anymore? <laughs> and so then I started going for Stephen Salapek who like had the worst career of all time. So I feel like I've I said this to you luck. before that I've been a very um when I went for the Crows for a year when I was eight. What? Van Berlin was my favourite player. Sorry, what? You know this. No, I do not. I went for the Crows for a year when I was eight. At, sorry, I've just learned two terrifying pieces of information at once. Not only was Crows your favourite team, you liked Van Berlo. I liked him because my grandma was like, he's Dutch. And I was like, I love the Dutch guy. And then Who, eventually... You're not became, Dutch, are you? No. But what? he eventually became... <laughs> I was eight. I don't need to explain myself. I was going for the crows. I was clearly going through a really hard last time in my life. Um, and then... I can't believe that, Rose. I thought you were calling me for life. No, I also went for Paul and Brisbane Lions. What? That changes... I hate to say it. That changes everything about you. I thought you were, like, a loyal person. 
No, I did the classic of when you're young and you go for whoever's winning. I didn't. And what's I, didn't available. I actually didn't have that experience because I'm a loyal person, so. <gasps> Boki. Oh, Sammy's! Oh, my God. Oh, I miss Sammy. Handy point, though. Handy point. Um, my sister did that. My sister was like, um, I go for Brisbane. Oh, really? They've won three premierships in a row. That's a crazy choice. And then yeah. she's like, oh, now I go for Sydney. It's like, oh, funny that because they've won another premiership. Uh, yeah, I would so. like change who I was barracking like halfway through oh. the game. Um, but then in 2016, when the Bulldogs were coming through, Marcus Bond was hand plucked by me once again and then became the youngest captain. Well, I, 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 I need to stop you right there. And you can't take crush. total credit for that. Because everybody knows in that year was when he was the rising star because of that Bruce commentary that was like, Bonda Pelly! Bonda Pelly! And that's how he became a huge star. But also he became a huge star because he's sporty Adrian Brody. And yeah. <laughs> I saw something really gross last round though. Oh, what happened? No, it was just like a, a bit of an ick moment for me with Bar- Mar- Marcus Bonda Pelly. They were showing him and he did that thing where you like... You hold one, you press down one nostril and then you like blow out yeah. and the giant snot goes and on the ground. And he's got a big nose too. Yeah, he did a big like snot on the ground it while the camera was It store a lot of liquid yeah. in that. I was like, I just didn't, I don't know if... Strill. He clearly <laughs> wouldn't have done that if he knew the camera was on him. So like, why have you done him dirty like that Fox footy camera operators? Do you remember when that um, Essendon player was, um, they weren't sure if he had COVID or not? And it was in 2020 when all the teams were going through hell and back to isolate from COVID. And the footage they played on the news was him doing that. <laughs> <laughs> was like, snot flying everywhere. Being like, does he have COVID? <laughs> Remember how crazy it was? Even like a year ago, if you knew someone that had had COVID, it was like, oh my God. Did they live? Yeah. And now it's like, it's more embarrassing if you haven't had it. <gasps> hey. Oh no! No! He hit the post. Did he? No, he no. don't. He did. Fuck. I can't watch. Uh, we're halfway through the fourth quarter. Adelaide Crows on 78, Port on 91. 12 6 to 13, 13. What do you think of Sam Jones? So I remember the hype. It's the defender with the mullet. Lockie Jones. Yeah. Did I say Sam Jones? Yes. Uh, a combination of Sam Jonas and Lockie Jones. It's Tom Jonas. There are no Sams. Sam Jonas is his younger brother, actually, who's in our year of Trevor. He used to what? go to parties with us in year 12. Yeah. I don't think that's right. It's absolutely right. I do not remember that. Our friend Tallulah hooked up with him in, like, a I've grade never heard five. that name before. Anyway. Um, I've never heard that name before. There is a defender, Sam Skinner, but it's only his second game, so you can't pretend yeah. that's who you meant. <laughs> what do you think of Lockie Jones? I love Lockie Jones. Because there really... was the huge hype when he, like, debuted and had a really good game and everyone was like, this is what Port Adelaide represents. This... I actually agree with that. Crazily hairy young man. I, I do actually agree that he is the mullet and the moustache. I think he's a real, like, Port Adelaide through and through player. Yeah. But he's just been a bit interrupted by injury, but he's been really good so far this year. I think it's not fair to, like, first, second year players when they put the whole weight of the world on their shoulders. Like, you, it's, I think it's probably pretty normal if you're a good first, second, third year player to have a few really good games, a few games that aren't as good, but you're, like, getting into a rhythm. Mm-hmm. And I think it's unfair when they're like, oh, you know, he had a great first, but then he's dropped off a bit. It's like, that's got to be normal. But how annoying to get noticed. Yeah. You don't, like you, exactly. Like, you don't want to get noticed. Yeah. You want to be able to, like, grow in your own time as opposed to, like, have an amazing debut and then have to live up to that for the next two years. Mm. 
oh, I can't. I'm, I'm having a horrible time. Yeah, tensions are high. It does feel like it's anyone's game, but Ollie Wines. Oh, oh my gosh, look at that chin strapping that he's got now. I'm literally holding It's going his head all the together. way back around his head. Wouldn't that tape? Because that's like sporting tape, but around his hair. Wouldn't oh. that really fucking hurt to take off your hair? Yes, it would really hurt. Imagine if he comes back next week and he's just got a line <laughs> on the back of his hair. With he might have to shave off. his head to get it off. Do you ever have that when you have a knot in your hair and you're like, there's actually no way I'm going to get rid of this without cutting it off? No, but what I do have is I rub my No, feet. no, no! It's oh. okay, it's a poor pre-kick. And it was a behind anyway. But when I run my fingers through my hair, it's like 18 hairs come out. Yeah, I get that And too. I do that like a couple times a day. I get that too. And yet, I'm not bold. So I don't understand. But do you know what? I think we're lucky because we both have really thick hair. But one time when I was at Jaden's parents' house, his mum was like, oh, you must lose a lot of hair. And I was like, yeah, I do. But like, how do you know that? I wonder if that's a thing with like people with thick, thick hair. Like, because of this. <laughs> holds up like a hairball. <laughs> but like it must be a thing with people that, with thick hair. Like because how else would she have known that? Yeah. Oh God. Oh God. No. <gasps> Jimmy Rowe. Lockie Jones. The Dark Horse. Oh, great mark. Todd Trent McKenzie. Sorry, we used to say great Lockie mark. Lockie Jones Marshall. is limping. They're all limping. No one's. Every, I feel like after every showdown, there's like ten players that like can't walk again for three days. So they just throw everything at it. We did mention. Go earlier, to Frederick. How aptly named the showdown is. Yeah. I wish they gave other great rivalry names like that. The Derby. The kickoff. Ooh. The battle. The punch up. <laughs> Jimmy. Jimmy wrote. I just. It just clicked for me. I've always thought he looked like someone. Michael J. Fox. Oh, yeah. Like, dead ringer for Michael J. Fox. Yeah, yeah. And because he's, like, a little guy as well, so it was... As, as if you're going to call it's for that It's not going to be deliberate. Oh, you they paid it deliberate! That's sickening. That is sickening. That is Adelaide Crow's bias if I've ever fucking seen it. Like, goes around, comes around, let's fly. Riley O'Brien has just done the first thing tonight. It's his first touch. He looks like he should have been in the stirrups that... Forrest Gump was in as a boy. It's in the Crow's ball, 50 for a ball up, and there's only five minutes to go, but 13 points are different, so if anything was going to be a handy point, it would be that point for court. Elliot Himmelberg's got a goal despite his despicable appearance. Other predictions. Um, Frederick does a hammy in the last 30 seconds of the game. Um, Ollie Wines is reported for striking somebody with his chin. Splits it open and bandages it again. Um, Darcy Bird Jones gets married to another hyphenated person. Has a quadruple barrel name. Oh my god, this is unbearable. Wow, what a what a cracking game. Don't drag it in. Give it to him. I was kicking in danger, surely. Nah, just tootsies around. Oh no, I can't cope with this. I really can't cope with this. <gasps> Crow's got a free. Of course they did. Of fucking course they did. Elliot. How is it possible that Elliot Himmelberg is the fucking hero of this game? I feel like walking out. Don't leave.
god. It's one point in it. Three minutes forty to go. Elliot Himmelberg has unbelievably elevated himself above. I've always said that you can't trust bonds. And then what does the universe put in front of me? This fucking white haired ginger and look at the I hate it when Crows fans cheer. It's gonna be okay. We're back at the centre bounce. Come on, Paul. Of course you're gonna be nervous, but we don't know what's gonna happen. Come on, Paul. Come on, Paul. <gasps> wow. Scott Liza and the Ruckman. Huge fist. Unfortunately, didn't amount to much, but. No. Rose. Smith's got the clearance. However, Dan, Dan Houston, Houston is rounding through the middle. God, I hate the mask on the coaches because I want to see them yell into the phone. <laughs> Come on, Scotty. Come on, Scotty. <gasps> Burkaby Keys is oh. flicked into Laird. But it's going to be a Houston. Houston mark. Most underrated player in the AFL. For Brownlow. Oh, I can't watch Rose. It's Why do I... Okay. Oh. <laughs> chloroform. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you would chloroform me right now. So I don't have to DBK in the middle. He's been held, but it hasn't been paid. He's dragged it in. Rochelle's there. <laughs> I'm just commentating at this point. <laughs> DBJ's done a hammy. He's really injured. No, he's not. He's he's limping a lot. I don't want to watch anymore. He's what? cramped. We can't. This is sorry for everyone listening. This is a terrible podcast episode to do. I don't know why we thought we could do the showdown. We don't know. I know it's that. good to have a mix. Also, I feel like we did need to pay a bit more attention to the game than <laughs> we were. This is a drip. This is perhaps an overcorrection, but <laughs> you know the whole. What did we do uh, last week? Richmond Giants. Giants Richmond. I could not even no, tell you one single goal that it's occurred. We had genuine game. things to talk about. Yeah, that's true. Rory Laird gives away a free against both. This could be... That's because Rory Laird is probably legally blind and we <gasps> just don't know it. Rochelle's given away a 50. Oh no, Rochelle's punching the grass. Look, he's having a complete turn. He didn't deserve that. You think he can... Look at how he's Charlie Brown walking around. It would be horrible, a horrible feeling knowing that you've potentially ended the showdown. I mean, it's you know, it's a it's a accumulation of factors, isn't it? No one can do one thing that makes all. And against Travis Bogue as well, it's like yeah. Let me show you how it's done. It's the stuff. opposite ends of the experience spectrum, isn't it? Travis Bogue's really like seen it all. Rochelle will never forgive himself for this. Yes, he, Rose, just say that. Based on the way you're that reinforcing he's his PTSD by saying that. Travis set it up not, for himself. Travis Bogue may not kick this though. <gasps> oh. Travis. That was a weak effort. That's that's the game. Travis Boat missing that goal, that's the game. I love the camera of shame. Zooming in on Rochelle. Yeah, but now Rochelle's Rochelle's absolved from all of his sins because Travis. I know, but I just love that the the way they try to like create the narrative of like you fucked up by like Free for Crows, of course. (gasps) To Frampton. Shit. This is unwatchable. <gasps> no, 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 no,
That should be free. That should also be free, but they can't pay any at the moment because it's too crazy. <gasps> Trent McKenzie has oh. just got a, a game-saving mark in the back 50. He went back with the flight. It was very courageous There's and it looks like it was left. a certain There's still 50 seconds left. There is, but that was Dumbledore shouting arresto momentum. <laughs> oh. It's going down the line, so it's going to be a marking contest. There could be a hero. There's been Did you see him just like giving that guy a wedgie? Look at this, when that crossbow moves his legs, there's going to be an exposed ass cheek on the ground. I can't, I can't. Look, he's unpeaking it. Did you see? No, I can't. I can't focus on that right now. Oh, oh crunch, Rory <gasps> Laird. Oh, no. There's oh, still no. time, there's still time, there's still time. It's Billy Frampton, but he just made a terrible decision. Oh, no, no. Oh shit, a high has just been paid. No! And there's going to be a, a kick for goal after the siren. What's that little fucker's name? Murphy. No. He's going for goal. And it's Sam May. No. The free kick's been paid again. No. But Murphy might not be able to take the free because the trainer's with him on the ground. Yeah, so moment. he'll give it to someone who's a better fucking shot. Oh, Sam May. That was dirty. He just gave him a fucking punch in the ribs after. Oh. Murphy looks in stride, but the neck's unusual because he didn't hit him there. Has the siren gone? Yeah. Oh, it just went. Who's this? This is Dawson. Oh, no. Who's kicked a couple tonight. No, he's going to kick it for sure. Oh, my God. I forgot to tell you this crazy lady. Do you remember the lady I told you about at my work? Can we talk about it after he kicks it? Yeah, sure. No, he's gonna kick it. He's gonna kick it. He's missed. <gasps> oh no, oh my it's God, coming back. Oh, oh my God, that was an unbelievable curve on the ball. I'm so sorry, Aaron. And what a tease that final kick it looked like it was going out so much. I'm gonna have to upload an unedited version of this podcast because I. I'm Can't relive. Gonna listen to it back. Do you want me to tell you the story about the lady in my work quickly to distract you? If you want. Do you remember the old lady in my work that told me in depth stories about her earwax? Not really. Okay. Well, today. <laughs> she came into work and she was trying. She every time she comes in, she pretends that um. She's forgotten to order a brownie so she can, like, come up again and try and, like, engage us in conversation. And I was out the back doing dishes, so I was getting away from her. And then she caught me because I had to come out to, like, put the clean dishes away. And then she was like, that Matthew Nix, are you a footy guy? You watch footy? And I was like, yeah, I watch football. She's like, he's a Taurus, so he's stubborn. She's like, I read an article and it told me the way that men and women's brains are built differently from each other. And men are good at problem solving, but they have tunnel vision. So they solve the problem only in one way, and then it's all formed from there. And I was like, oh, I don't agree. And she's like, well, it was backed up by sources. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, all right, like, I don't think it's that simple, but okay. 
and then went to back into the kitchen to do dishes. Then I went back out to put up in the notice board. We've got a community notice board outside our work. A poster that someone had dropped off and asked us to put up there. And she was still outside with all her takeaways were ready. And she cornered me and she was like, I used to work out at Exotica and all the Crows boys would be there. And then I'd just go up to them and say, Hi boys, don't worry, I'm not a cougar. And <laughs> I already have a boy toy. She was like, Mind you, that's true, my partner's 13 years younger than me. <laughs> she said, And every time I would say it to them. Every time. Is this supposed to be making me feel better? No. And I, you know what? I highly recommend that you edit all of that out. <laughs> I, I'm but not, the point is, it's a true story. I'm not joking. I'm not <laughs> editing this podcast. I'm uploading it. As the point is, is, she had a freak out about Matthew Nick's being a tourist and that being like grounds to get a new coach. And also that his... Uh, that men have tunnel vision and that there's scientific evidence that that's the way men think. I've got to turn this shit off. Oh, God. It's like Jordan Dawson isn't even a real crow's player. Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, fuck. Let's stop recording. This isn't good. (laughs) (laughs) Are we going to finish the pod, guys? Um, next week we'll watch a different game. It's been a harrowing night. Not for me so much. This doesn't affect my life particularly. (laughs) I fucking hate Christ! (laughs) But we have to go because, because, um, Erin's sad. (laughs) Amongst other emotions. Travis Boke, missing that goal. Yeah. That's why he's not captain anymore. And you know what? That's why the poor Adelaide era is over. I know, this isn't like the best time, but... What do you mean poor Adelaide era? Let's not talk about it. You didn't put a good Fuck off. Thank you for listening. (laughs) Goodbye.